Hey guys, you're Hi. listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. And I'm Morgan Driscoll. And today we have an excellent scary story for you because you Morgan is telling it. And I will assume. <laughs> However, I have a recommendation. Um, I've been reading this book that I went, I've been having a capital R rough time, but it's okay. Uh, I know that it will be resolved soon, and the way that I get through those times is um, by embracing literature and art. And I found this book just called to me from the shelves of a bookstore uh, called Eight Ghosts. Of course. The English Heritage Book of New Ghost Stories. <laughs> of course. And uh, so... <laughs> So basically what happens is the English Heritage English Heritage is a organization that preserves English historical sites to tell the story of England. Oh, <laughs> and <good>. um, and <laughs> they use this book basically as a fundraising uh, opportunity where they get really wonderful authors and they assign each of them an English historical site and then they give them all sorts of information on it. I think let them tour it and everything and then ask them to be inspired by that to write a ghost story. <gasps> so that's Ooh. what this book is is all these different locations different ghost stories inspired by these locations from excellent British authors. So on the one hand you're getting a million well not a million Eight, exactly. Um, Countless. The- you literally could not count the amount of stories they created. <laughs> um, many stories, uh, ghost stories, so many, and they're so interesting and textured and unusual and modern. Um, and, and you also um, get to support English heritage sites. So really, could it be better? Everybody wins. <laughs> Everyone, me, England, you know, who matters? So great. And I've been having like a hard, deep, deep yearning for the motherland lately for some reason. I don't know why. Something, something about it. I just feel called. So I had to to invest. (laughs) Well, Ryan, that's my piece. That sounds amazing. I, too, am in the spooky spirit. I've already started decorating my house for Halloween, which so some people I. tell me. People, Some people are like, wow, Morgan. Yeah, well, those people are going to die alone, and I don't give a fuck. And Thank I won't you. decorate their f- caskets. <laughs> I will. I still will. But Morgan I will. won't do my best work. <laughs> I will only eulogize you passionately. <laughs> I, you know, works hard. I, I spend a lot of time in a bland office, and my cube is a little bit more decorated than everyone else's, and it's still not that exciting. I'd like to come home to something festive. I'd like to get oh. it started. Oh, yeah. I'm a nanny, and the parents that I work for are minimalist. Ugh. Get that through your fucking Ugh. heads. Yeah. You think there's any kitsch? You think there's any love? You think there's any texture, any pattern, any thickness of material? No, no. it is charcoal and white. And Ugh. Katie doesn't do well with charcoal and white, unless I'm in a goddamn museum. In which case, the art is already framed for you to view. So, yes, of course, when I come home to my house, it is like stepping inside a terrarium of cloth and Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. and that's what i always wanted it to be and right now it's literally infested with fall candles good okay yeah i've already spent 
a large trip at Target and Ross. I got some apothecary bottles that have apothecary. Did I say it wrong? Apothe- apothecary. A- apothecary. Apothecary. Apothecary on you. <laughs> a pocket fairy. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's like a bat's wings and a witch's whatever and a arsenic. A witch's whatever. <laughs> I don't remember what. It was not cute, but the bottle itself is adorable. And oh, I bought some Tarani syrup, so I think I'll put my syrups in there. Fuck yes. The time being. <laughs> I have a massive trunk that I use as my di- as my sitting table, as my di- di- coffee table. That's what it is. There you go. And uh, on the inside, I keep all my Halloween, all my decorations for the holidays. And I hoard Halloween magazines so that <gasps> when the time comes, I don't really have to go and buy any new ones. I always have a little stack that oh, keeps getting that. bigger. Yeah. So. So I tend to strew those about. I, I have a, a table runner that has ghosts at the end of it. Oh, I have cute. All these bits and bulbs. I have skeletons and, you know, etc. Love it. Yes. So we're not judging you. And frankly, fuck off. We're enabling you. <laughs> yeah. If you are. <laughs> I, people start decorating for Christmas in November. How is this any different? Yeah, I know. The Christmas people are crazy. They go ham. <laughs> People, Christmas people are so intense. They change out their entire home aesthetic and decorations. They'll get new, like, full new pillows, new china, everything's okay, well, different. All right, relax. I, I, I may I may have gotten I, I'm not pillows for the fall. I mean, I did get <laughs> Halloween my pillows. my other ones were simply too spring. And yes, I may have some Christmas pillows, but, you know. I mean, I love it. I'm just saying, don't hate on me, haters, for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone listening to this dislikes. Yeah, we're literally yelling at we're, the wrong crowd. <laughs> We're just yelling into the void at this point, so yeah. it's fine. As it has always been. Continue, Morgan. Okay. Take me on a journey. So, I loved your episode. I, I Ghost Adventures, I love it. If I you take me someplace it. depressing, so fucking help. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I And then I have a story that I am definitely gonna do next time, but it is okay. also Ghost Adventures, and okay. it's gonna be a bit much, so I figured I needed... My own little break. Okay. So I went back to the rescue mediums because I feel like it's been <laughs> too long. And there's something about the little intro. I, I like snuggled oh, up with a blanket so and it was like, doo, 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 and now, yeah, it's fall. It's yeah. fall. And definitely, definitely. Katie will know I texted her last night. Ask, I said, I need to ask a question. And then I did not ask the question. I was 15 minutes into an episode and then realized that I had already watched it and I think talked about it on the show. (laughs) I was like, hmm, that sounds familiar, but I'm not too certain. And then they got to the part where they talk about the history. I was like, oh. Oh, something. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) we shouldn't even be making new episodes because sometimes I'll listen to old episodes and I'll listen to my own stories with interest. Like, huh, I wonder what happens. Like, I don't fucking remember (laughs) half the shit that I have said. I know. It's like, uh, would other people forget if I just completely... Well, this is new. I mean... This is new. Okay, well. So it doesn't matter. The hypothetical does not matter. (laughs) Also, Skeletor's in there, so it's ooky spooky. Oh, God. It's a good time. If you haven't watched the show, there is a interestingly chosen narrator mm-hmm. whose voice sounds completely insane and mm-hmm. exactly like Skeletor. If if Skeletor were British and had a side job narrating paranormal television shows. Which he is. 
as we all know. So let's dive into it. The rescue mediums take us to Clarington. Isn't there stuff? Clarington! We're in Clarington, in Laura and Cher's house. Okay. I think it's S-H-E-R, but I definitely spelled it Cher. (laughs) Because I like to imagine. Also, side note, Cher is doing a cover album of ABBA songs. I don't know if we've talked about this. Bringing that up. I'm going to alienate listeners if I comment, so I'm not going to. (laughs) I made the mistake the other day when someone was like, I'm going to go see Mamma Mia 2. And I was like, lol, what a fucking shit show. And she was like, wait, I I, I love them. And I was like, oh, of course you do, because they're so fun. (laughs) Cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, I gotta. It's not. I gotta I'm learn to keep it. my fucking mouth shut. No, that's what speak my tarot has been telling me lately. Mm-hmm. Well, this is my platform. Sorry, go. Sorry, go, go, go. <laughs> Clarington. So Clarington. Clarington. Share. The, the rescue mediums meet Cher and Clarington. I can't do a Skeletor. It's fine. Um. Yes, you can. It's better than mine. <laughs> so. Laura and her daughter Cher moved into this house three years ago, and ever since they moved in, shit's been going down, specifically to Cher. How old is this daughter? She's an adult. I thought maybe they were in a relationship because they're both adults and I couldn't really gauge how different their ages were. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah. Cher's not... She lives with her adult daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... The stuff in the house that's on the walls falls by itself when no one's there, or they'll look and no one's there knocking it over. There's no reason it should have fallen. Mm-hmm. Cher's bed will shake at night. Uh-huh. She's thought it was just her for some reason. She had a cousin spend the night in her bed, and even the cousin experienced this bed shaking. Hmm. So the bed is shaking. I want to get into the premonitions because they have a shit ton. Okay. And I love their premonitions. Let's premonesce. So if you haven't seen the show before, they throw out some premonitions. They don't know where they're going, who they're seeing. They just throw out premonitions. They do some yeah, drawings. Yeah, they, they meet at like a like a like their hotel mm-hmm. or their house before the investigation. And then they just talk about what they think they're going to, or the feelings that they get about what's going to happen. And if you have not deduced it thus far, the show Rescue Mediums is about two mediums. Mm-hmm. And they're delightful wine-loving little ladies. Yes. I love them. So, here's their premonitions. Crystal Ball's psychic. Hmm. Old things kept, or a collector of things. So either it's their family's old stuff, or someone's getting a collection going. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of whispers. Uh Mm-hmm. A name is possibly being called. Uh Mm-hmm. Something on the chest, like maybe someone pushing on it or sitting on the chest, something on the chest. Mm-hmm. They're seeing a vision of drowning. A person, a body in water, doesn't look like it's swimming, drowning, struggling. Someone sitting on the bed with you. I guess while you're laying, someone coming up and sitting on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, people being touched on the face and being watched. Slate like stone um okay 
and a scotch. Slate. Slate. <laughs> Scene two, take four. Marker. That's slating. Slating oh. is also going, hi, my name is Katie Wiggins, um, and I'll be auditioning for the role of Minnie Babini in your production of Loop and Loop, and I will be singing this, and then the piano person goes, bum, 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 and then you sing. It's horrible. Oh, when you're an God. actor, you have to practice um, oh, slating. It's, it makes, it is so degrading. I don't like that at hi. all. My name is Katie Wiggins. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, me. Yeah. I couldn't do yeah. that. Well, you would have to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I am so not. <laughs> I couldn't. It's basically so, like a verbal cover letter. Oh, see, I can't. I can't even do a regular cover letter. I don't think I ever did. Mm-hmm. Well, should have ever be an actor. <laughs> Okay, so those are the premonitions they've thrown out there. They did some drawings, as they typically do, but they didn't really bring them up. I don't think any of them were on point, really. I think there was a dream catcher, a child, typical stuff. Yeah. So, in the show, they say their premonitions, and while they're showing the premonitions, the people that live in the house typically throw out what's been happening to them. So I'm going to give a little bit of what's been happening to them. Okay. Cher, Cher, a lot, Cher, <laughs> a lot of stuff happens. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens to her. She, she's been choked before. She was sitting and she kind of leaned back a little and she felt a lot of pressure on her throat and it just wouldn't stop. Um mm. She a lot of stuff happens in her bedroom. She's seen people several times come up from the bottom through the bottom of her bed. Dark figures coming up through the bottom of her bed and attack her. Oh. She says she's constantly fighting in her sleep. She's always struggling, trying to get something away from her. Dark figures constantly. God. The mother sees dark figures looking over her bed at night. There's a lot of it seems like maybe more than one spirit's happening here. Mm-hmm. And Cher is getting the brunt of it. So she switched mm-hmm. bedrooms, and it has helped a little bit, but definitely not enough. Gosh, she needs some protection going. She does. And she this needs... has happened for three years. She said this has happened pretty much every day since we've moved here. What? And she was, she and was it, in and tears. It, it they didn't only know. started when they moved to mm-hmm. this new place? Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... They're like, we don't know where else to turn. We need help in tears. I know. It just breaks my heart. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they they had a drawing of a little girl and Cher knew who she was. One of the drawings was pretty accurate. But she didn't say Mm -hmm. anything because it was the part where, you know, she's not really supposed to lead them on. So they kind of are influenced. So those are the premonitions. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of the investigation in the house. The walkthrough. The walkthrough. So they typically start outside and they work their way in. But Mm -hmm. I think this property is just a regular house. Usually there's a big garden. Well, because it's Canada. It's like super Texas. You can have like practically as much land as you want. (laughs) 
And here they did not go through any open land. I guess it didn't feel necessary. Hmm. So they started in the basement, and they definitely knew that that was somewhere that they needed to start because basements are always spooky. They had a vibe that the basement would be spooky. Mm-hmm. They hear talking immediately, but it's mumbling that you can't make out what they're saying. Okay. I think it's, they make it seem like it's definitely a male voice, a male presence that they're feeling and hearing. It's a dark presence. Menomina. 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 I'm hearing something, but it, it doesn't sound like English, just mumbling. That'd be amazing. <laughs> if I were a ghost, it's afterlife a cappella. I'd auditions like at 7 p.m. Hi, my name is Morgan Frisco, <laughs> and I'm going to be haunting you today. My name is Farmer Peter Sawyer. I died here 75 <laughs> years ago, and I'm the baritone that you've been looking for. <laughs> Do you say little bits like that? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that would be a huge mistake. <laughs> that would be a huge mistake. Can't get funky with it. No, 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 no. Never, ever, ever get funky with that. <laughs> no, I need to always be able to get funky with it if I choose. But after the slate. After the slate. <laughs> so they're in the basement, they hear the mumbling, and they definitely feel not at all alone. Someone's in there with them. Mm-hmm. They follow it upstairs to the main floor. They go to the dining room, and there's a stack of framed pictures that aren't hung up. Mm-hmm. And the one on top is a very, very old Victorian-era-looking photograph of a big family. And they're immediately drawn to it. They say it's grand. And they take <laughs> note of it, because it seems like that might be some sort of the collection or something passed down from the family that they saw in their premonition it's Mm -hmm. very very old who has access to pictures of their family that old well Mm -hmm. i have one i've seen one photograph i've of my great-grandfather with my great-grandmother from england and he has got this white walrus mustache (gasps) and he's standing in front of a horse and he looks exactly like my dad and my granddad and then this woman is like as tall as him she's like super tall and she's like super curvy and she's just like yes and i was like yes girl Belle, coming into galveston from england not knowing what the fuck is up rapping you a cowboy starting the wiggins line you go hun that's, That's awesome. the one. And they're standing in front of a horse. I don't have, like, a nice Victorian <laughs> staged. <laughs> I want that. I don't have that. Oh, I'm sure the, the checks, you'll find them gathered around a strudel and, and some. <laughs> There's got to be some Christmas photo. <laughs> There's got to be. I have a picture of you with the first strudel that, didn't we make a strudel together? Absolutely, we do. I have a picture of you cutting into it. It's a really good... I'll send, yeah. Oh, I want to see that. It's a really good know. picture. There'll be a picture of all of your ancestors carrying the stick with the feather at the end of it that <gasps> the you butter, use... The, the butter. butter utensil. <laughs> <laughs> the butter feather. Yes. It's a... If you don't know what that is, you're not Czech. Yeah. Well... <laughs> you, don't, you don't know me. It's, it's a stick with, like, some feathers string tied to it. And you melt some butter, you plop that feather in there, and that's how you, that's how you, that's douse how to be the applied. Strudel. 
Yeah, it's the right way. I feel like there's a few people listening like, yes, yes, I know about the butter feather. <laughs> One person, and they're like, yeah, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I guess you're not interested in strudels as much as we are. But that's because you haven't tried one. You haven't they're delicious little weird worm-shaped things. Yeah, you have a plot together, one of those bad boys. <laughs> Ask Morgan's grandmother to help you. She's wonderful at it. Yeah, we'll have Mimi on the podcast and she'll just talk about her recipe and then get get off. <laughs> oh my she would be amazing. Mimi. I bet she has stories she hasn't told me. I feel like older people are more hesitant to share their ghost stories. Oh, they just don't think it's as interesting as we think it is. That's a good point. So, they've moved from the basement to the main floor, they've been in the dining room, they've seen the old pictures, they feel pulled by this male spirit, he's guiding them through the house, they're going along for the journey. Every room they go into, they hear the mumbling. Keep that in mind. Ah, It's unsettling. I don't know what he's trying to say, just say it, spit it out. Mumbling, yeah. Mumbling. Um, They go upstairs into the bedroom that Cher had to switch out of because she sees all these dark figures coming through the bottom of her bed. Um, they've got... Ugh, so scary. Yeah. They've got a really bad feeling. Um, they see a woman falling, but they don't know if she's fainting or what's happening. They can't describe it. She's, like, flailing and falling. Um, mm-hmm. And there's more than one lady that they feel the presence of. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad, dark feeling. It's an unusual spiritual collection, is what they describe it as. And they're talking, they're sitting on the couch in one of the rooms upstairs, and they both stop and look up at the same time. And they hear something, they see something, and they don't know what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. And then they all of a sudden know, it is not the house, it is Cher. She brought <gasps> something here. Yeah. So I was like, girl... Did you do Ouija? <gasps> but the reason they thought it was her was when they were sitting on that couch, there's a coffee table in front of it. It's a little TV mm-hmm. room upstairs. And there was a Bible, tarot <laughs> cards, like a bunch of different spiritual mm. books because she's desperate at this point. She's a trying Bible. to find. <laughs> oh, Where did you get a hold of this spiritual text? <laughs> This can bring dark energy. This talk of the devil in this. But she's got so all the spiritual things covered on this table. She's obviously uh-huh. looked to find something that calls out to her and that can help her. Because she's been struggling in for three years. So they know really something know how she the tarot did. could help you in that sense. Unless yeah. you were like looking to how to emotionally handle it. I think she was. Um... Well, that's that's very fair. She... If you can't afford therapy, buy a deck of tarot cards. <laughs> Katie read my tarot, and they were accurate. <laughs> She's great. Still in the thick of it, in the <sighs> card for me, but I have assurance it will be great. It'll be great. You'll be great. <laughs> I'm your personal tarot card telling you it'll be fine. Oh, thank you, Hermit. <laughs> That'll be you, the hermit. No, it's an excellent card. It's an excellent card. Uh, And also very well actually embodied by you because you are extraordinarily hesitant. (laughs) If anything, I am 
very hesitant. If Morgan is anything, she's caution-filled. Oh, I love uh, that. So the hermit is actually a, a, a really amazing card for her. I love that. <laughs> oh, you know those BuzzFeed quotes? It's like, what word describes you? Loyal, yeah. independent, funny. I mean, like, I'm funny. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm know funny, that, but I am not loyal, independent, <laughs> or intelligent. I feel like hesitant is a much better word for me. <laughs> Cautious. <laughs> All right, Hermit, take me home. All right. So they did something on this episode that I've never seen them do. They stop their investigation and they have a one-on-one with Cher. Hell yeah. And they're like, we don't usually do this, but we need to talk to you. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Cher. We got a one-on-one with Cher. <laughs> and this, like, can- Canadian woman in an oversized men's button-down in, like, bulky pants, oh, a baseball hat. That's not Cher. No, it's not Cher. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Cher's uh, occasional appearances in film. But we're not. But we're not. So continue. It's not this podcast. It's our other podcast. <laughs> Share at the movies. <laughs> That's our Patreon. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we have so many fake podcasts yeah. to juggle. We have a math podcast. Don't we have, like, uh, a We Sports podcast? Because <laughs> we can definitely actually have do, 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 do. Today we'll be talking about tennis <laughs> just <laughs> and that's it we've got maria sharapova here to talk about <laughs> if the skill in real life does it translate to the television tell us about it maria <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're talking with Cher. they're like you you see a lot of stuff this happens more to you than your mom um Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing. Who do you see specifically? Because it seems like you're seeing specific people. Mm-hmm. You hear the voices. She says, it's a man, an older lady, and children. They might be a family unit. I don't really know, but they won't leave me alone. God, haunted by a, a whole... <laughs> Excuse me. Haunted by a whole family. I was leaning on my ghost book and it um, channeled through It fought back. <laughs> haunted by a whole <laughs> Just kidding. That's not how you do it. <laughs> So they're telling her that they are fairly certain that she is psychic but needs direction. That these people are reaching out to her because she Mm -hmm. has the energy, she has the presence, and they're asking for help. She's like a lighthouse in the darkness. Which is the best thing anyone could have told her, I think. Because Mm -hmm. it's either you're being haunted by these, like, so many things and that's terrifying. And they're messing with you. That sucks. Or yes, but also help. if she, but also if she's a medium, or if she's a psychic slash medium, and she is like, that means that this will basically never end. Yeah. Like she will need to learn to get a handle she's, on it. But the paranormal will always be a part of her life. I don't. I think she loves the spiritual and the paranormal. I don't think she minds ghosts in general. She's okay. I feel like her heart is so big. Oh. I love. I love. Cher is amazing. Cher is. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> a huge part of the gay community. Everyone loves... She's an icon. Is, she's truly a diva and an icon. <laughs> I think she, she... When they told her, she was like, Oh, that's so good. I can help them. I just want to help people. Oh, God. So it was okay. like, that's the best yeah, thing. Yeah, let that her. Could, yeah. So they go in the room that's the most open. I think it's 
the bedroom that she sleeps in, just like a bed and a little table. And I think they get a Bible or one of her spiritual books and they mm-hmm. all lay their hands over it. And they're like, we're going to teach you how to guide the light and help them move on so you can use your gift and kind of help people. So they're all trying to talk to the spirits, push the light, and a man walks forward. It's the man that they've been feeling the dark presence from, the mumbling man. And Mm -hmm. he picks up a newspaper and shows it to them. And it says 1917. And they got the vibe that he was shot. Oh. And that there was a war that he lost his life in. Well. 1917. I think we can all use our imaginations on what war that might have been. Desert Storm was terrible (laughs) for all of us. They see him sobbing, crying. He's a dark presence because he's been through a lot of loss, they can tell. They say he's lost so much of his family. It's mostly the rest. Well, so the rescue mediums are kind of, they're the ones, you know, forefronting this and shares piping up every now and then. And she's seeing things, which is pretty cool. So she's the one that says he's lost so much of his family. Lots and lots of water. They see a woman. It's the woman who was falling earlier. Cher sees two kids in the water, drowning, struggling. And then they start to connect the pieces that all of his kids had gone early. He can't find his kids. He can't find his wife. They're trapped. So it seems like this woman and these kids are his family and they've died in the water. Hmm. He wants Cher. He's asking Cher specifically, Cher, please help me. Get reunited with my family. Yeah. Which is so sweet. So they're pushing out the light. Pushing out the light. She's telling him, it's okay to go. You will be reunited with your family. He's crying. There's a big embrace of the family that's very sweet. They walk through the light together. And everything's good. She's passed him along. He finds his family. She's harnessed her gift for now discovered it she just wants to help people she did a big group hug with the rescue medium she's like i love you guys i love Cher. it was so sweet so happy happy ending so we'll wrap it up with a little bit of the history behind the house which is always my favorite excellent so morgan if you were on if we had a paranormal investigative team mm -hmm. you would be like the historical researcher because I feel like you literally love that. And I you love just that. be like holed up in a library mm-hmm. with like all the books of the town. <laughs> You're in a, you'd be an excellent researcher. That. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I would be more of a, a Zach Bagans figure. You know, there to inspire, there to rile up, you know, the troops. Uh yeah. We but not Zach Bag but better. Much better. <laughs> Very different and much better. So, the slate thing ended up being correct. The man who owned the house was a slatesman, a slater, a slatesman. He cut slate. I don't, I don't know what a what you do if you work in slate. A a mason, a mason, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I descended from masons. Mm. Was it? Yes, stonecutters, not Freemasons. Yeah, no, no. He they was were a- nowhere near as influential as that. <laughs> they were simply poor Italians in Calabria. They were but- just part of the industry. 
<laughs> industry. He was a I don't Scotsman. Know if you can call stone cutting an industry. Everything's an industry. This is Back an when industry. When castles were being built, it was huge, mm-hmm. but that was roughly a thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the Slater Mason, mm-hmm. whatever. He was indeed a Scotsman, as they had seen in their premonition. Ah, Daniel Lambie. Daniel Lambie. <laughs> Born 1884 in Scotland. Immigrated to North America. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly certain that means Clarington is in Canada, because I don't... <laughs> it did not look like... Because it's not Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um... He immigrated, I think, in 1910 or 11 or something uh-huh. around that time. Um, his kids drowned off of the Lusitania. Lusitania? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. That's yeah. Awful. So his wife, Mary, his child, Elizabeth, and his other child, Mary, all died. Ooh, the horrible way to name a child after the mom. Hell yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> they saw headaches in their premonitions. They felt the shot. So they're piecing together that he died in the war because he mm-hmm. was showing the newspapers. He died in 1917. He was only 33 years old. He had lost his entire family and died in a war by 33. Jesus Christ. And the Lusitania was because of the war. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was, um, if I remember correctly, which I could be wrong, but usually if I trust my instincts on history, it tends to reveal itself correctly, that it was a British passenger vessel Mm, and it wasn't meant, it wasn't like a warship and it was not meant to be a target. And the British, uh, the Germans bombed it, and so funny. many people died. Still not as admitted. It was quickly overshadowed by, or it was it, in history. It has been overshadowed by the Titanic mm-hmm. uh, because it was nowhere near the loss of life. Um, but water, nowhere deaths. such an excellent metaphor for the hubris of man. But um, we should not rank tragedies by their mm-hmm. <laughs> metaphorical value. <laughs> I think all water deaths are. Ah, so sad. They are extremely sad, especially because you generally cannot put their bodies to rest. Yeah. You know, and all that that weather, you know. Oh, don't get me started (sighs) on the climate affecting certain things. But yeah, so they're pretty certain that she is a psychic. She's a medium. Oh, hell's yeah. And that she brought one of these antique pieces home and that's how he came into her life. Hell yeah. So they helped Cher discover her gift, gave her a big old hug and helped her learn how to deal with things coming through the bottom of her bed. Jesus. They just really wanted to be reunited. I don't blame them. No, not at all. That's an amazing story and good for him for pushing for it. But I, wa- I wonder where they were. I wonder how they were able to find each other again. Was it because he had been hanging out looking for him rather than trying to pass over and knowing he would find them passed over? Like, maybe yeah. they had already passed over and he was waiting for them. That's like a common mm-hmm. thing that happens, especially in romantic cinema uh, of ghosts. Yeah. Hmm. 
And also in the classic Disney film, I think it's called like Ghost Patrol, where the Zacharias is like a spirit who in it's a great film. Everyone should see it very early. Um, that girl, that actress. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that if I don't know what the fuck her name is. <laughs> But uh, famous Cat Dennings, Cat Dennings, very young Cat Dennings, uh, uh, probably one of her first roles, and uh, Kathy Najimy. Basically, half the movie is this insane premise of the Ghost Patrol, which is like a bunch of dead people who are ha- like haven't crossed over yet and work in like a waiting room, which is campy, and I don't need it. And then the other half oh, is really I'm what I love. For it. No, I'm not at all. I like the moment I see like someone dressed in like a artillery outfit with like a like a fake arrow through their head oh. or like a fake like cannonball oh, okay. through their stomach i'm like all oh, right okay. enough 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 yeah i've had it officially <laughs> no I, I i secretly love it but what i really <laughs> what i really really loved about that movie was the other half which was the history of zacharias mm. who was like this man who was in love with a woman but then she got like burned as a witch or some shit so then um so then to take revenge, he, like, burned the whole town down, and now he, like, returned as a ghost and, like, burned shit down. But oh then, in the end, well, I didn't want to spoil it. Spoiler alert for this movie that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> um, uh, in the end, he, like, ends up, like, trying to cross over, and then she had crossed over the whole time, and then they reunited, oh. and it was really beautiful. And also, I kind of thought the guy who played Zacharias was hot. Nice. I thought that a lot when I was younger, and I was like, more of the ghost. <laughs> yeah he was uh my type tall dark curly hair it was like he had like uh captain hook hair like (gasps) big curly dark and i was like i'm here for it he knows work zacharias work Uh (laughs) uh-huh burn this town to the ground (laughs) they wronged you well they did they did well this has been an episode of scary stories from camp roanoke if you have a ghost story that has happened to you or someone you love you could be eligible for compensation <laughs> no yeah uh, you should email us at letters to camp at gmail.com if you or a loved one has experienced <laughs> loss from mesothelioma call me jim adler Don't. the texas hammer <laughs> <laughs> the Texas hammer. I wish that was a joke. Uh, and uh, letters to camp at gmail.com and we will tell your story on the air. And um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook where we post lots of cutesy things. And you can find our merch at redbubble.com. And I believe that that is all we have. Please give us a review and a subscription. That would be wonderful and amazing. And we hope you have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams.